Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Davis is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. February 26, 2024. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll Big X Portopio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush will be here probably around the end of the first segment. And then Justin Kalen is always here, best producer in radio. Scoots, how you doing today? How you doing this morning? I'm good. I got uh I think I was in bed at like 8:45 last night, so I'm well rested. Um I am a little intimidated coming into this week, however, because I've just got a brutal week. Not nothing I can't handle. I've just got a heavy heavy broadcasting schedule this week. Got five games to call the next 3 days. And then probably two more to call on Friday and Saturday. So looking forward to a fun but very, very long weekend. I don't anticipate getting home until about 1030 the next three nights. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a rough one for me. So I had to make sure I got plenty of sleep last night. So overall, right now, I'm feeling great. How are you feeling, TJ? I'm feeling great. Had the little weekend getaway up to Cincinnati, oh, yeah. which was a lot of which was a lot of fun. And just went by too quick, as as we expected the weekend would. And now back, back home. And it's going to be, at least for the start of the week, a busy week for me as well, Scoots. The end of the week, we'll see if it stays as busy. But yeah, so it's going to, we're going to be really moving through it here the next couple of days, which is exciting. And I know this is your, your busy time of the year because it's playoff basketball season. You're going to have games for the next, it seems like what, for the next few weeks at least and yep. then maybe even a month and then once it's over those scoots it's it's over so yeah try to try to enjoy it while it's lasting and, you know and that's what I've tried to tell myself is yeah this this time of the year is super busy and I'm, I'm constantly just on the go but it is going to be over soon and that's sad like come April I won't have anything to do so yeah I will try to embrace it especially this week I've got playoffs over here in Kentucky. I've got playoffs in Indiana. So it really is the best time of the year. Looking forward to all the games this week, but yeah, just not looking forward to the lack of sleep that I'm inevitably going to have. I had an uncle last night be like, what will you all talk about when the season's over? Like in the summer. And I was like, well, Uncle Rich, I've been doing radio for like 10 years. Why don't you tune in and find out what we'll talk about in the summer? (laughs) 
but I was like, no, it's uh, he, whatever we can, whatever's going on, whatever we can try to make, turn into a conversation, will turn into a conversation. And it did hit me this weekend. It was really at after the the game on Saturday. Kentucky beats Alabama. We're pumped about it. We're going to talk all about it. But it was after that game, Scoots, that it did it. it I won't. I don't want to say for the first time this season because I've had this thought already, but. In a major way, it kind of hit me that, like, oh, man, we've only got about, like, two more weeks of this. Two more weeks of it, and then it doesn't go away, but it changes in how we consume it. You don't get the – it's not a guarantee that you're going to get, like, a big Monday schedule like you get tonight, and then the Cats are either going to be on a Tuesday or Wednesday, and you're used to that, and then you'll catch them on the weekend as well. Uh, the schedule changes in two weeks, and then you get conference tournament games, and that's fun in its own right. I, my favorite week of the sports year is conference tournament week, and usually it, it coincides with my birthday, although this year it's probably like the, the most off it can be with the later college basketball season, our schedule. And I, I love that week because you get games on during the workday at any point, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It could be lunchtime. You could turn on a game. You'll have something on. And you get the you get the thrill of how much it means in a tournament setting. You win or you go home. Except the beauty of the conference tournament week, most of the time for Kentucky, ninety nine percent of the time for Kentucky, it's all right. We want to win. It's important to win. It's got a tournament feel to it. But if you do come up short, it's not the end all be all. Like oh, it's all over. Like that sad sinking feeling that sets in during the NCAA tournament when your team's about to go home. In the conference tournament week, you you get all that emotion. It's just it's not the it's not the fall. You don't get the collapse if you lose. Of like it's all over. It stinks. You never want to lose in conference tournament week, but you at least get to set your sights towards the NCAA tournament. Assuming you're not an Indiana or a Louisville fan. That's that's what I was going to bring up. I, I'm ready for conference tournament only so Indiana can lose in the first round and we're just done with this mess because my it, goodness. It is. It, it is a mess with Indiana. But point being, we got two more weeks of kind of the norm that we've gotten used to the last couple months. And then, boom, conference tournament week, which we love. But everything burns so fast in March. It, it comes and goes so fast and you get so excited and you've been anticipating it all year. And then it gets here and you blink and it's April and you're like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought we were having a March madness thing going on here, but it goes by so quickly. So enjoy these next two weeks of regular season basketball. Cause then the craziness total, totally, totally, totally sinks in. And there was craziness at Rupp arena again, this has been a hell of a year for Rupp Arena crowds. Those crowds have been phenomenal. It sounded great on TV on Saturday for the parts that I was able to hear and going back and re-watching it uh, because the place I was at, Scoots, on, in Cincinnati, I didn't get to hear the game as much as I would have liked, so I had to make a point. This is a CBS broadcast. They do such a good job of it. I had to go back and make sure I heard and listened to the game, uh, and they did do a great job. It was fun in Rupp Arena on Saturday. Anytime that you put up basically 120 points, I would imagine you're probably going to have uh, a pretty good time. Let, so Let me say this, because I, I had a midway doubleheader on Saturday, so I had to listen to the game on the way home. And I, I, was, I was able to hear a majority of the game on the drive home, and I've never had such a good time listening to a sporting event in all of my life. I mean, it was... 
from the moment I started listening till the moment I got home, it was just nonstop excitement. And and the the way that Leech and Goose were talking and screaming and hooting and hollering and just having a big old time with every made bucket seemingly, my gosh, it was it was very entertaining. So I I just wanted to shout that out because I, I really enjoyed myself. I think when people in their head like diehard UK basketball fans like myself, I think when they have like a, a fun UK basketball Saturday in their mind, like if they just envision it while they're driving to work or whatever, that's what they have in mind. What went down at Rupp Arena on Saturday is what comes to the UK fans' mind of like, let's have a fun UK basketball game. And they're picturing something like that. It's a blowout. Everybody's scoring. UK can't miss. Rupp is just rocking. It's a good opponent, but you feel like Kentucky's better than they are. And all those things came to fruition on Saturday. We had been waiting for a, a home Saturday game like that. They did the darn thing at Auburn, but that was a road game. You're waiting for a group of UK fans, I don't know, say 22,000 or so, to gather at Rupp Arena and just be able to celebrate UK basketball and have a fun game, leave with a win, and all the good feelings that that can generate from a performance like that. And they finally did it. They, they finally had it happen. Uh, and thanks to the role players, they stepped up and they – we learned something new. The role players have great games. This UK team's not going to get beat. Role players just do their role player things. Then I think we also know what this UK team looks like. Role players just go absolutely missing. We still know Kentucky can win. Makes it a little bit more challenging. You better have your stars be stars. But this was a nice thing to learn on Saturday. That if the role players, if some of your help on the bench, people that aren't Dillingham or Reeves or maybe Shepard, if some of those guys step up and have huge games, you're unbeatable. You really are unbeatable. No team in the country was going to go into Rupp Arena and be able to combat what Kentucky did. The fact that it was a 22-point game, it really should have been closer to 40. That was an absolute beatdown. Did that so? Did that irritate you that the game got a little closer than it should have been? No, no. Because Gil was kind of going crazy about it. He was like, it, it really kind of ticks me off that they stopped playing defense. I was like, dude, y'all won by 22. Like, over a, a, a top 25 team, yeah, you probably should have won by 30, 40 points, but you got a nice win that you probably weren't expecting. Because he, I know he was not expecting a win on Saturday. So, for him yeah, to be he, mad at the end that they gave a little bit of the points back, I was I was a little annoyed that he was annoyed. Sounds like Gil's a hater. What you'd have to tell Gil is UK outscored Alabama in both halves and was a bucket away each half from having over or 60 points. Like, how could you be mad about that? Yeah. No, and it was funny because we were now listening. If you, score six, if you score 60 points and you give up 70, that'd be one thing. But if you score 60 points and a half and you're outscoring your opponent, like, yeah, maybe the defense could be a little bit better. You scored 60 points. Anybody watch that Virginia-UNC game on Saturday? <laughs> UK-Alabama had more total points before halftime than that game had in its entirety. Halftime. That's pretty impressive. And what, did both teams, I think, end up scoring more total points than that game combined? Maybe Alabama just ended up a couple points short. What was that one? 45-44? So, yeah, Alabama was a few points short. UK got the total and then some by themselves. Tell Gil, if you can't have fun with that game on Saturday, then you just need to not be a UK fan. It, it was funny because I was sitting there listening to the Dash Clips post-game show, and every time somebody said something or – 
whether it was you or one of the other listeners said something, he he was just vehemently against it. No, that's that's not how it played out. So I I asked him like three or four times, dude, you just want me to request to speak and you can just go crazy real quick because he he was kind of being a hater on Saturday, and I just I didn't really understand it. Now that is part of the type of personality he has, just kind of Debbie Downer in situations where he shouldn't be. Um, so, yeah, I just I was hoping he would get on and, and just talk on Saturday, but I, I couldn't convince him to do it. But we enjoyed yeah. listening nonetheless. Sounds like Gil deserves a good old-fashioned beatdown. <laughs> uh, no, in like all seriousness, what could he push back on? I think the points that I was made uh, making on the Dash Clips KRC postgame show on Saturday after the game, I was saying if UK plays like that, they're beating, they're unbeatable. But he he had an issue with that. I don't I don't know exactly what he was having issues with, but I mean I don't disagree with that, and I said that on Saturday as well. If if that version of Kentucky shows up, no shot. Good luck. I mean you're you're not beating that team. Goodness gracious, Gil! UK shoots over sixty three percent from the field <laughs> as a team. As a team, they 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 hit. 13 threes and shot 54% from three. Usually if you like hear a team shooting 54% from three, it's like, yeah, they were four of seven or, out of, you know, that if it's like a good percentage, usually it's on like 10 shots or something like that. Kentucky shot 24 threes and made over half of them. They're just not losing. The, 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 now if Gil wanted, and we'll get into this as the show goes on, we'll talk about the game. We're doing morning pleasantries and whatnot. Now the, 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 I think the bigger question is: is can they do that again? Was that just a total and complete outlier? Because we've seen this offense have some really, really good days, but normally when you look at the opponent they're playing against, you can say, "Oh, I can kind of see why that happened." Alabama, legitimate. I mean, they're they're in first place in the SEC. They're legitimately uh, a lot of people have them as a potential Final Four contender. It's the first time we've seen UK do this against that level of opponent. And the reason why I, I think I'm most excited is because UK scored 113 points against the top 15 team. 17. But we, 17, 117 points against the top 15 team. When we've been just waiting for them to explode and do this sort of deal. But it's two straight Saturdays we've seen Kentucky win in different ways. They, they They've done the half court. And they've found ways to win. And they've found ways to lose, obviously. And they've done the run and gun. And they've found ways to win. Uh, this team is getting better. It's growing up. That had to just be an absolutely colossal game from a confidence standpoint for Justin Edwards. What, are, what do we get out of Zanamir Ivicic from this moving forward? Do we get more playing time? Do we see more, more time from him on the court? Because he was really, really good. There's a ton of takeaways from the game. And we'll get into it. And maybe wait a little bit till Roush gets here. But get the text into the morning grab and go Texers 502-414-1450. Scooch went to the aquarium in Cincinnati on Saturday. Yeah, I saw that. How'd, how'd you pull that off? We were able to we were able to get some tickets um, for the time that 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 worked out for us. We got lucky. But yeah, we, we went. It was packed, as you would imagine, but it's still pretty good. I mean, they spaced it out pretty well. You got to see a lot of stuff. And then most importantly, the two-year-old loved it. She had a blast. She was talking about it all day. She was talking about Cincinnati all weekend. She had fun. I do wish the weather on Saturday was a little bit better. We would have gone to the zoo. So we'll have to go back to Cincinnati for a zoo. But the thing that 
kind of came back to me, Scoots, is not that I hadn't remembered how the geography of Cincinnati and the city of Louisville, but it's so close for just like a fun, like to do something different. Like in Lucy's brain, as far as she knows, we could have had been in Hawaii. It was something different. She was sleeping in a different room. It was fun. She was getting, you know, we were, she was with mommy and daddy 24 seven and she really, really had a good time. So uh, shout out to Cincinnati. We had a lot of fun. It was interesting to me how when we we had dinner in New, in Northern Kentucky Friday night, just when we were driving into town, and then we went to the aquarium, obviously Saturday, which is in Northern Kentucky. So there wasn't a day that we weren't in Kentucky, although we stayed in Cincinnati. But it was interesting to me just how when you're in Northern Kentucky, you'd see UK gear everywhere. I mean, at the aquarium, you would have thought it was like a UK pep rally. There was just so much blue at that place. But then when you cross over the river to Cincinnati, I saw probably like two UK shirts all weekend. And we went to a sports bar for the game. And there was like, uh, I think there was maybe one or two O-Cats fan there. But they weren't even wearing blue. You just knew they were Cats fan because they were cheering. And maybe they weren't a Cats fan. Maybe they just had a bet. Which, by the way, no player props in Ohio. Which is annoying. You can only bet the game. Like, I think this team's going to win, or I think that team's going to win, or I think they're going to score that many points, or I think they're going to score this many points. But you can't do individual player props, points, rebounds, assists. And I was talking to somebody in Ohio, and they said they're working to fix that. They're hoping to get that changed. And it, it is so non nonsensical to me, Scoots, that like, oh, player points and rebounds and yards and stuff like that, the player props – that's, that's a dangerous slope. We're worried people may try to fix games or cheat if we let them do that. But totals and spreads, eh, we're fine with that. No, no worries for throwing games or anything like that. And I know they've got more reasons besides just that for doing that. But that's really bad. That's a bad look, Ohio. Kentucky shouldn't have more accessibility to gambling than, than you. Speaking how behind of the, how behind the times are you with Ohio? Get with it. Speaking of bad gambling, I uh, had a forty cent parlay yesterday. That's right, forty cents was fifteen legs to win like sixteen hundred dollars. I always like to do those little fun parlays, you know that that are probably never going to hit, but eventually one might, and it's going to be a real good time. Big shout out to suck it. Actually, not shout out. Suck it to Purdue as they were my only leg. To lose in that parlay. When 14 of 15, Purdue couldn't cover minus 13. So that that increased my hatred for the Boilermakers. They suck. Can't wait well, till they is, lose. This is this is interesting because you won't on the Spears show, you won't even make predictions for Purdue games, but here you are betting them. Well, so and that was I was kind of in a conundrum yesterday because Purdue or Michigan rather was a system play. Because they were at home, Purdue's top 25 team, Michigan obviously unranked. So I thought about for a second, I was like, do I take Michigan here? But that was the one system game this weekend that I really just did not like. So let me just let me just roll with Purdue here. And they were covering 13 for a good chunk of the game and just allowed Michigan to claw back in it late. I was, I was so ticked off. So ticked off. How fun would that be? $1,600 from 40 cents? Like I would have been hooting and hollering all week. Yeah, it would have been amazing. I, I, I just like I, I love you, Scooch. I consider you a, a good friend, but I can't help but I feel bad about this. But I, I'm a little happy that Purdue cost you the parlay. <laughs> like if I, if it would have just been like Green Bay, Milwaukee, or something like that, or 
I guess Milwaukee and Green Bay are both different. See, there's a Milwaukee and there's a Green Bay. They're in the same conference, though. What conference are they in? Horizon? No idea. We'll go with Horizon. If it would just been some no-name school, I would have been like, oh, my gosh, that is brutal. But the fact it's the team that you won't even make predictions on on radio is the one that costs you the parlay, that, that, that's kind of cool, Scoots. That's fun. No, it's not cool. Purdue could suck it. Never. Uh, you're, sta- you're muted to me, at least. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you're bad. going off over <laughs> The, the airwaves to I, all the people. It's most just, important. If, if I don't hear what you have to say, that's okay, Scooch, as long as the people do. I was just saying that, yeah, I, I hate Purdue. They could suck it. Never betting them again. I hope they lose in the first round again. Can't wait. The After the game, I was, like, floating, and, you know, I I was thinking I probably wasn't going to be able to get into a, a Dash Clips KRC postgame show, but with the way the schedule worked out, we were going to take Lucy to see her first movie at the at the theater. She's seen movies at home, obviously, but probably only had sat through maybe like two movies in her life, Frozen being that, and she sat through Frozen a million times. But um, this was going to be – this was a first. We weren't sure how it was going to go, anticipating like maybe being in there for like 10 or 20 minutes. Made for a really hilarious uh, post-game show as oh, I was yeah. kind of like in between getting tickets and oh, popcorn yeah. as – yeah, John be like, yeah, the cats are the best. And it's like two, please. A, a popcorn, large, extra butter. But uh, it made for a – and everybody was happy because how could you not be? But I was most happy that the daughter loved the movie, loved the movie experience, loved the popcorn, loved the big chair. She was grinning ear to ear the entire time. We saw the Migration movie. It's got uh, some ducks. It's a cartoon. It's not. Oh, yeah. I want to see like, that. Is it a documentary or something? It's a cartoon. It's got ducks. The guy from Silicon Valley, he, uh, he's one of the, the main ducks. And it was great. Like, as an adult, I loved the movie. And maybe it was just because UK had just won and also my daughter was happy. So I was just like, you know, I was riding high myself. But I thought the movie was hilarious. Highly recommend if you've got kiddos to check that bad boy out. And even if you don't have kiddo scoots, you and Gil, I bet, would probably enjoy it. I was cracking up even as an adult. So, oh, I mean, that's... for a great Saturday in Cincy, and the Cats winning, I think, was the cherry on top of all of it. That's definitely one of those movies that I saw previews for probably a month or two ago, and I was like, yeah, I've got to go see that. Not, not sure if I'll go see it in theaters, probably not, but once it comes out on my local streaming services, yeah, I'll, I'll be checking that one out. Looks like a good time. It was a good time. It was a fun flick. The Always a good time on the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. We got our grab-and-go texters that are waking up early with us. Good morning to you all. Happy Monday. Last week of February, and then the calendar officially turns to March. A little bit longer of a February with it being a leap year. So we'll get 29 days this week. And then head on over to the best month of the year, which is March. One texter says... Maybe this Kentucky team needs a win or you're out to succeed. I guess we will find out. Okay, we're off to a rough I don't we're off to an interesting start. I don't know what that means. Maybe this UK team needs a win or you're out to succeed. I, I think guess we will find, oh, okay, I get their you. backs against the you. wall. Yeah. Yeah, maybe potentially. It did. You're you're thrilled with the win on Saturday, and understandably and rightfully so. But if you just don't drop that stupid game to LSU in such a wild and crazy and dramatic fashion, Kentucky is legitimately being talked about as one of the hottest teams in the country right now. When the polls would come out today, you'd see UK in the top ten. They'd be right there in that probably three seed 
conversation. Where right now they're kind of more in the four or five conversation. So that that loss was pretty significant, and it just stinks in the fashion that it happened. But that's why also I don't think you should totally change your outlook of this team just based on that one game or any one game, really, and that goes for the good as well. This is a team that they have shown that they're going to be able to kind of go toe-to-toe with just about anybody, and that can be a negative too because just about anybody. They really shouldn't go toe-to-toe with an LSU. When they're up 15 in the second half, that's the way that things should operate. But this team, they are far from perfect, as we have learned over the last you know four months getting to watch them and learn more about this group. They've got their flaws, but we saw when those flaws are limited – just how dominant this group can be. And let alone if you get Justin freaking Edwards going 10 of 10, not missing a shot from the field. I hate that he missed that one free throw. But besides that, a perfect game from him. 28 points, 4-4 from deep. And he led UK in scoring. Another just insanely good Antonio Reeves game. He has 24 points. Nobody even really notices because that's just what Antonio Reeves does. And then... The rest, uh, Big Z kind of stands out after that point, just all the fun stuff that he did. So we'll continue to talk more about this game. We'll get Roush's takes on it as well. John says, hey, good morning, my friends. By gosh, the game against Alabama reminds us all just how good this team can be. We're still not at 100% healthy. Hopefully that will happen soon, and we stay that way. On a side note, watch out for the TSP crew. Cam Newton and his hat had to stand his ground, and he did so. Well, now it's off to use my Dash Clips wallet at Thornton's for some gas and coffee and, of course, Salsaritas for some lunch. You all have a great day. Talk to you later. Yeah, the Dash Clip wallets, they're really sweeping the country. They're amazing. Everybody loves them. Thanks, John, for the shout-outs to our amazing sponsors. We love them here on Big X Sports Radio. And, yeah, did you see Cam Newton get jumped? No, I. What's that's what I was going to ask you. What's TSP crew TSP crew, and what I don't? what's going on with Cam Newton? I don't really know uh, why or how it all went down, but it looked like he was at some like speaking engagement, and some people just wanted to go jump him. And he really kind of held his own as like six people were trying to beat him up. And I don't even think he was like throwing punches necessarily. I think he was just trying to be like, "What? What are you all doing?" And then some cops and other people step in. But, yeah, that was weird. I'm sure we'll get more info and details soon. But, John, thanks for uh, for tuning in this morning and on Saturday. And hope you enjoyed the game as much as, as we did. I imagine you probably did. A texter says, it is officially legitimate to say this team is probably Cal's most prolific offense ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think I, not, not that we were ahead of the curve here. I think we were saying that in, like, December and maybe even November that this probably will go down as Cal's best offensive team. When you just have that many scores and that many shooters and that many people whose specialty is on that end of the floor, it should go down that way, and that's the way that it will go down. Uh, this team is amazing offensively. They can have some tough stretches. Sometimes the shots just don't fall. But, yeah, they're, they're a special group offensively. We'll, we'll remember this team offensively for, for years and years to come. Uh, we'll we'll look back and be like, remember that offense? Yeah, they couldn't play. It, it, this is the way it'll be remembered. And Marge can always change perceptions on this. So much story left to be written here. What are we in chapter four now? Or is this chapter three? 
I think this is chapter three, regardless. Chapter four, maybe the final chapter, will be March. But when we look back at this team, that that will be, oh my gosh, one of the greatest offenses in the history of college basketball, but one of the worst defenses. Everybody will always throw in the defense part with the offense. And maybe fair, maybe fair. Uh, this team has shown an ability to guard more over the last month than they had previously, but still not the strength of this team. And then one last grab-and-go texter, and we'll take our break, and hopefully we'll be joined by Roush after that. This team has the biggest ceiling and the lowest floor of any team I can remember. Consistency is going to be key for March. You just got to get in their face, and you got to talk to them, and you got to look them in the eyes and make sure they're doing all those little things. Because if they do those little things, they, they, know, they know how to ball out. They know how to shoot, and they know how to score, and they know how to run up and down the floor. Just sometimes the rebounding, the 50-50 plays. They've got to be reminded of those things. That's scary to me. I hate that that's a trait of this team that they have to be reminded. But to be fair, when they when they are, when they're locked in, they're, they're one of the best teams in the country. Okay, Roush has joined us. We're going to hit our first break. We'll come back. We'll get his hey. takes on the big win over Alabama. We'll see how his weekend went. And we'll just keep rolling and we'll keep calling. Uh, the Rup to No Good Guru is declaring today Justin Edwards Day. So I hope you're having a great oh. Justin Edwards Day. Happy Justin Edwards Day. 28 points and being perfect from Ooh. the field. One, is- um, can, can I just remind everybody that's going to Nashville, you too will be in a state that doesn't have player prop bets. Mm. Tennessee's that way too. So who would have thought Kentucky, progressive state. Yeah, Josh, we're surrounded by morons. Get with the times, you all. Yeah, what, what, get with it. Cheese will ease. All right, we'll be right back. Roush is in the house. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. I can never get it up. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there. And they say yeah. And they stay there. I came to dance, 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 you. I hit the floor cause that's my plans, 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 I'm wearing Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, replay of the show, 9 to 11. And get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call, leave a rating or review. We're on all the social media, and if you're ever having issues finding the show or listening to the show or connecting with the show, just reach out, and we'll we'll point you in the right the right direction. Fun Monday when Kentucky wins. UK's fan base desperately desperately needed that. I did think UK was going to win. I, I did not think it was probably going to go down in that fashion, but happy to see it play out the way that it did. That was a beatdown. And that should make UK fans very, very, very happy about where this thing can continue to move forward. But a huge game on Tuesday, tomorrow night, at Mississippi State. If that LSU game was tough, this one's going to be tougher. This one's going to be a sold-out atmosphere, unlike Baton Rouge. And they're going to be doing a whiteout. But we'll have more of tomorrow to talk about that game. That will be a big one for UK, a quad one opportunity you only have so many left before Selection Sunday, two on the regular season, but obviously you'll probably get a couple, you would hope, in the SEC tournament. But SEC tournament standing on the line. If you beat Mississippi State, there's a really, really good chance you're going to 
be a top four seed and, and not play till Friday. If you lose to Mississippi State, you're pretty much locked in to playing on Thursday. So that's what's on the line tomorrow night. And like I said, we'll talk more about it. Roush, we didn't get to do morning pleasantries with you. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a fine weekend. Uh, one that featured plenty of ups and downs. You know, just uh, the, the allergies uh, hit the hit the wife and kid yesterday while I was trying to work. So we might have had uh, almost a meltdown. Um, that was the rough part. But Saturday was a lot of fun. Uh, had the nephews in. Um, the in-laws got part. We got my cow. So we've got beef just loaded to the gills of beef in the freezer. Uh, put a new toilet in. Um, one that was leaking and made a floor all gross. So big home improvement project. Um and yeah, yeah, all in all, worked the fish fry on Friday. That was a good time. Um, so, uh, yeah, all, all in all, I'd say a net positive weekend, especially the way the cats took care of business on Saturday. That was a that was a ton of fun. Um, I, I did not see it coming whatsoever. Uh, it it was one of those that I just kind of maybe it was I. I in my, my my brain was telling me like yeah this is where Kentucky does it but I I kept my guard up today you know it, it, it's like going into outback like I just get that that feeling where something bad's gonna happen and I just I had that feeling I couldn't I couldn't lay any money on the cats I was too nervous and um, the beginning of the game I thought we were gonna get an instant classic and then Kentucky starts to get some stops create some turnovers and you're like oh man these cats are running this is awesome. And you look up and CBS graphics like, oh, a 20 to two run. And you're like, what, what 20 to two run? Oh, wow. This is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. The, the cats blitzed them and they didn't have an answer for it. How did the sling and the fish go on Friday night? Did you serve up some good fish? Happy I customers? Did. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, so I have not. Essentially how it's divided up. The men's club handles all the frying. And I, I'm not pot committed to the men's club yet. That'll be a few years down the road sort of ordeal. It's like, well, once I'm in, I'm in sort of deal. But I, I, I kind of want to wait for that. So I was just doing the parent duty, which in th this week was getting to-go orders ready. And um, first fish fry week, we had bad weather. So it kept a lot of people home. There was like ice in the forecast. You know, that scares all the old people. This week, there was cars like wrapped up around the building for the drive-through when it started. So I was in charge of getting all the carry-out orders together, um, and it was just so funny having the dynamics of a bitching that the food isn't coming out fast enough, but also it's like, well, do you want it hot or do you want it sitting around? And then there's, well, we need this, we need that, and then you had um, people complaining that we weren't putting enough fries in and then you had people saying oh that's too many fries so it was that, that was a, a funny little dynamic that was that was ongoing wow st paul skimping on the fries keep that in mind on your fridays catholics around town if you want a, a poor fry ratio probably a little scoot handful of fries we want a roush handful of fries it, it, the hell's it, that it was also funny too i think you know damn well what it means you got tiny hands i'm heavy-handed when it comes to fries though i'll use both hands to put them in a box Ooh, both <laughs> I'll put on my Mickey Mouse gloves. <laughs> I promise. I'll give you a fair amount of fries. It, it was very funny that, I mean, it's a fish fry, so you serve it till it's gone. Uh, and about 6.30, which is 6.30 might as well be 11.30 in normal restaurant hours. 
Uh, it technically is open till seven, but if you think there's food there at seven, you're crazy. So at six thirty, we run out of onion rings and fried pickles, and we're almost out of hush puppies. And the principal, she's like, "What? We're almost out!" And I, I look at her I'm like, it, "It's six thirty. Like you don't, like yeah, of course. <laughs> like that's how the, that's how this works." Um, didn't run out of fish though, so ran out of almost everything but fish. Um, the the other part that was weird though, TJ is I had people didn't complain about it like they did with the AT&T, but I had my phone service just quit working on Friday uh, during that little stretch in the afternoon. So I was like, well, I mean, I'm too busy to, to be on it, but I, I couldn't answer my phone even if I wanted to. It was kind of weird. Been, been a while since I had been completely unplugged. Very yeah. Strange. Yeah. The, the phone stuff was, was bizarre. Did you hear about Scoot's near parlay? I did. What an idiot. He, he, <laughs> he's on a radio show that talks about the system. He bets a 14-legger and he just doesn't do the system. Come on, Scoots. Yeah, it's looking back, it's on me. For sure. And then also, Gil wasn't impressed with the Cats on Saturday. And Gil strikes me as one that like wouldn't be such a... Like, I, I would have thought it'd be the opposite for him. I thought he would have been like uh, almost like slap-happy. But no, not I the mean, case. that's the Matt. thing. That's the thing is he he enjoyed the game. He had himself a good time watching the game, but he was just so unsatisfied that it was only a twenty-two point win instead of close to forty. I mean, they they hit a hundred points with eight minutes ago. Like you think they? <laughs> could, it's hard to keep your foot on the gas when you're. They were up by thirty-seven points and had a hundred on the scoreboard. Like it's just, well, you can't take a knee in a football game, right? Like you got to keep playing, and I think. Alabama, they kept playing because they didn't want to look so embarrassed. Uh, and they probably did want to, to beat out the Virginia-UNC total. Um, that, uh, and they did by three points. So you, good think job. That, you think that was on Nate Oates' mind? Yeah, he's like, we got to have more points than these. Guys, I know we're getting smacked here, but the yeah. score that happened earlier today, uh, just before our game started, you guys wouldn't believe it. These goobers put up 95 points as a total, as a total. Uh, that is a that was a they were that was just two different sports. Yeah. Two types of, of basketball being played there in the UNC and Virginia game and, and Kentucky and, and Alabama. But yeah, uh, I didn't realize Kyle Tucker's middle name was Gill. Oh Kyle Tucker. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Roush, did you have any takes on the court storming from Saturday? Did I have takes on the court stormy? Um, sir, do do you have the the phone number to call the ambulance? Me, 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 I just uh, – here's the part Here's the part that ticks me off, TJ. All right, it's one thing. Like, I, I, I even get it from Shire's perspective, right, from being all mad. And, like, he, he probably went a little over the top. But it's like, this is what you should expect. It's the, the idiot media members. There's just so many idiots out there that will just carry whatever water they want. Like, tell us and we'll, we'll, do, we'll do your bidding. This is – you think this is a problem now? Nothing's changed. Absolutely nothing has changed. You have, oh, 
So players got bumped into. You think this is the first year that players have gotten bumped into in crowd stormings? This has been happening for a decade, you idiots. And now you're going to act like this is a travesty to all of college basketball? It's safer now. Because did you see the court storming earlier this week at Creighton? People have figured out compromises, but some schools choose to do so and others do not. The problem that I have with all these idiots out there, TJ, we've, we've been saying this in other sports too. If you don't like it, if the schools really don't like it, they're the ones who make the rules. They're the institutions that tell the NCAA, that tell their conferences, hey, we don't like court storming. We don't like field storming. Let's have rules to try to deter it from happening. And you know what? Those rules, they, they, they half-ass work, right? They half-ass work. The problem is, is schools, they don't want to get rid of court storming. They see more benefit to court storming than they do see negatives from it. Because it's better for their school. It's better for ticket sales. It's better for their camaraderie, their school morale. It's too much of a positive to actually ban it. They're not going to ban it. But And you know what? There, there, there are ways you can go about it, too, that don't have to. But that's the fact of the matter is, is that, like, as much as we want to cry and hand-wring over it, all it is is just it's a straw man argument because if they really want to do something about it, the schools can do something about it just like that. But, Roush, you're wrong because in John Shire's day, they used to get 10 seconds after the buzzer went off to get off the floor. What a joke. What a jo- and for yeah, him no, to no. say for him to say that it's happened against them a bunch this year. Give me the example, Shire. I mean, how many times literally have they been had the floor rushed against them? Two, maybe three. That's not a bunch. Yeah, it, it's just we're in such bad hands in college basketball media that it's like it's embarrassing. How many people? I took a ton of screenshots. How many people just were? rushing to Duke's defense to demand court stormings be banned. Fran Fischilla, John Fanta, of course, the field of 68 was all over it. Seth Davis, Gary Parrish, obviously Rob Doster, he's part of the field of 68. Those were just the people that I captured on my screenshot. I'm sure there was probably plenty more national media, but those are like big names in the college basketball world. And all of them, because of the Duke player initiating contact just like Caitlin Clark did. That's why we're all freaking out about all this. Just stop. And Roush is right. If you want to stop the court stormings, the individual schools can stop the court stormings. If you want to – and I did see people blaming Wake Forest for this. They should have been more prepared. They should have They should have been ready. Well, John Shire, if you've been in that position, if you've had this happen so many times, why didn't you have your guys more prepared to, to get off the floor? Yep. Why didn't you have your guys ready to go that, hey, guys, if we were to lose, if this doesn't go the right way, just remember we may need to get the absolute heck out of Dodge as soon as possible, ASAP as possible, as Michael Scott would say. And uh, he wasn't ready for it. All the fault, it just never falls back on Duke, never falls back on Shire, um, never, ne- not anything that they could have done differently. Unless, Roush, can you hit a four-pointer? Is there the, a four-point line out there on the floor? Uh, no, there's not a four-point line. Interesting. You can't, yeah, you can't hit the four-pointer, and yet they were down four, and you still had all your starters on the far end of the court, knowing that there could be a rush, probably that there was going to be a rush. Um, so, yeah, cry more, Duke. Flipikowski was looking for contact. I don't want him to be hurt, obviously. Um, but court stormings are unique to college athletics. They can be dangerous. 
people can get hurt. Oh, and also I don't, the, the I don't think that's say, a look. The NBA and NFL don't have that problem. It's like because that's have you seen the games? That's two different sports. Like college fans are different than professional fans. You can't compare the two. College sports, you have usually thousands of eighteen to twenty-two year olds within a penny's throw of the field. In professional, you don't have thousands of seventeen or eighteen to twenty-two year olds all in one area. No duh, like no duh. We don't have it in pro sports. What do you think the What do you think the outlier between the two is? Students and college is supposed to be fun. It's why a lot of people, the product in college athletics, isn't better than professional. But there's a reason why a lot of eyeballs are on college athletics. It's fun. There's more enthusiasm. The fans at the games seemingly care more. And sometimes that passion pours out onto the floor. Cry more, media. It's embarrassing. Well, and you know, one thing that um, it also had in common with is a lot of the a lot of the whiny folks were over at ESPN where I went to their home their homepage yesterday and it was story, 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 video, story. The whole thing was about court storming. And it just reminded me, too, why Derek Terry's tweet on Saturday got thousands of likes, hundreds of retweets, and it was just simply saying that the product CBS puts out is a million times better than ESPN's when it comes to college basketball. It's not even close. Oh, it's night and day. Yeah. No, not yeah, it, 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 it's totally – ESPN, they, they, they have such a long way to go. And the good news is it wouldn't be like hard fixes to make. It's not like what CBS is doing is reinventing the broadcasting wheel. They're keeping it simple, stupid, the old yep. kiss strategy. And ESPN is just, uh, they're lo- they're so lost in like what they think people want. And it's not what they're giving us. It's the opposite of what they're, they're giving us. Um, and like, like Kentucky had the court stormed against them on Wednesday. Where were all these people freaking out? And people are saying, well, if somebody would have gotten hurt, they probably would have done it. We, we know that that's a possibility. Whether it's a player or a fan, people can get hurt in these situations. It can't happen. The girl who got stuck in the bush? That was funny. I do. I do. Yeah. But the thing that probably makes me the most mad about all of this is hearing John Shire be a robot. And you can't hear this audio clip and not think that he's not a robot and irrationally will probably make you more mad. Uh, so, Scooch, can you play that? I do know that Wake, this win shouldn't have validated them being in the tournament. <laughs> like, I do know that Wake, this win shouldn't have validated them being in the tournament. <laughs> that la- that fake, the fake laugh. The fake laugh. <laughs> 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 they should be in the tournament. Huh? That really, that really pisses me off. <laughs> it's irrational. There's You're no reason. So just mad at the fake laugh. Just his face too. Like I, I'm gonna retweet it so you all can see it as well. But just the whole thing. If we were waiting for him to like, I remember when K stepped down. I was like, well, we don't hate Shire, and it was like, give him time. Give him time. Give him time. Well, time. He has. He has had time. Time is what he has. He's had enough of it, and now I totally dislike this dude, and I will be rooting for him to uh, to to not succeed at Duke. Granted, though, I don't really cheer for anybody to succeed at Duke. So, 
but when you come off as weird as you are, it was like a scene in a war movie when they all realized Flipikowski had gotten overwhelmed. Like they were all, you know, they were get him. Like I just imagine in their brain, they thought like grenades were going off, and Kyle's gonna have like PTSD flashbacks of Wake Forest fans being like boo, boo Duke. Suck it, Duke. Happy to see you lose. And then, of course, John Phantom moves Duke up in their rankings despite going one and one this week. Eh, anyways, all right. Hour two, Kentucky Roll Call coming up next. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM. Fun first hour. Hour number two going to be even more fun. So keep it tuned in here on the Big X. Roush, you want to tell everybody about Salsaritas? I do, because Salsaritas, it's simply the best. They've got the freshest ingredients. Life, it can be crazy sometimes. And don't miss out on a great meal. It's fast, it's convenient, it's fresh. Anything you get at Salsaritas, whether you're going to try out the tasty shrimp or have some barbacoa, uh, a little bit of uh, ground beef or steak, Big fan of the steak. I love the steak nachos. I always get my toppings on the side so the wildly addictive chips don't get salty or soggy. Excuse me. The chips, they're crunchy. They're light. They're thin. They've got a little seasoning on it. It's the best. If you haven't tried Salsaritas today, get to one of either of their two locations. They have one in Middletown with the drive-thru on Shelbyville Road and one on Hubbard's Lane in St. Matthews. Salsaritas, it's simply the best. It you know what else is the best, TJ? Is uh, watching your team really roll up on a ranked like that. I I was trying to go through the personal Rolodex. I don't think I can think of another ass-kicking as thorough as that one at home. Um, the 2015 team starting the season in the Champions Classic against Kansas, they won by about 30. That was, that was similar. But it's, it's really hard for me to remember a beatdown quite so enjoyable. Um, I, I, the number one, when Florida was number one and Kentucky handled them back in 03, I think that was kind of close, but it was a closer game, right? Um, and when the 2015 team dominated UCLA, they dominated them, but they dominated them defensively. It wasn't such an offensive onslaught. So I can't I, – I really think when we look back on this game – 20, 30 years from now, it's going to be hard to find any other game that compares. I'll, you're forgetting one. Okay. You're forgetting an easy one. 2022, the beatdown of Tennessee uh, after Joe B. Hall had passed away. 107 to 79 at Rupp. Cats put up 52 points in the first half. Everybody was buzzing then. That's in the same mold as what happened on Saturday. And, and, just like a historic, historic performance. A lot of fun, especially against the team you're doing it against. Kentucky fans don't hate Alabama basketball in the same way that they do Tennessee, 
but it was the leader in the conference, and it's it, they were the team that that pummeled you down at third place last year. So it did feel good, even with it being Alabama. But yeah, in that game against Tennessee in twenty two, several I mean, several players that are still playing for for Tennessee in that game. Vescovy, he was their best player. Josiah Jordan James was in that game. Ziegler was in that game. Brandon Hunley Hatfield was in that game, although. Obviously, he's at, at U of L now, but uh, nobody on nobody in that game still still around for Kentucky, if if you could believe it. Yeah, huh. weird. Not, weird how that works. Not not a one actually. Severe and Keon are still playing college, and Lance are still and Damian and Dante and Zan. Oh, Kareem Markins, and he did get in that game against Tennessee because it was such a blowout. All right, I stand corrected. Kareem is still here. Oh, Kareem, yeah. Kareem, the dream. Scoots, we didn't get your takes. What did you make of the dismantling of Alabama? Did like, are you Kentucky can win it all, or it was just one game? People probably need to not not freak out. What, what would you tell Kentucky fans after their performance on Saturday? I mean, my my whole mindset is the same as it's been all year, right? I mean, I unlike Kentucky fans, I haven't wavered on what this team can do in March. Kind of like you, TJ. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like you've really ever hopped off the wagon at any point. So I, I haven't, I haven't hopped off the wagon. I think this is a very impressive team. You saw it on Saturday when they are playing like they did on Saturday. I do not think there's a single team in the country that can beat them. But it's a matter of doing that for six straight games come tournament time. So I, I am still very much on this team. I, I'm very much on the on the mindset of the talent is just out of control good. I mean, it, it's better than – a lot of other teams, most other teams' talent. So if if they put it together like that, I still think this team can do some pretty special things. I'll say this. I've got four bets on Kentucky, three of them to win the championship, one of them to make the Final Four. I'm not freaking out about those bets yet. I'm still not. I still think they've got a good shot to hit. I'm feeling confident that they may hit. I, it, I mean, it, it could not happen, but I think it's going to be a fun March run regardless. Three? Three? Championship bets on Kentucky? Did Three. I hear that right, Roush? Three. three? Yeah. Not one. Three. Uh, not a two, <laughs> but a three. Um, why? Three. Why three? Um, well, the, fir- the, hell? the first one I placed at the beginning of the season, and it was like 14 to one, and I thought that was good value. Well, then it went up to 16, so I had to bet it again at 16. And then I got it again at 20, and I figured I had to bet the 20. And then I was told this weekend that it's now at like 30, so I was debating going to place it again. But I think I'll just ride out the three I've got. Make it four. (laughs) Why not? Four to the dash. Could could even do five. Yeah, I didn't think of that. I didn't think you think about six. Whoa! Now awesome. you're getting now you're getting crazy. Yeah, but is 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 six crazy or what about seven? <laughs> um, Scoots, I I appreciate your enthusiasm. I think the the the, the part in me that is confident that it's not just a one off because that's really what the Debbie Downer says, right? Is it's just like. Well, uh, they got to do it all. You got to stack up wins, which is true. And that is the inconsistency of this team is the hardest part to figure out with them. But there there was a point where I, I, I didn't know since they cranked up the defense, I didn't know if they still had this ability to go nuclear offensively. 
I knew they had it deep down somewhere in them, but they hadn't had a, a 85 plus point game in a, in a hot minute. Um, so it was like, all right, I want to, it's good to know that they have this in their bag. And yes, it helps that Justin Edwards was perfect and pitched a perfect game. And gosh, so happy for that guy. But just everybody in general, that to see them turn defense into offense, to share the ball, to get open looks, um, that that that's real encouraging that they still have this in their bag. And I, th- I do think it's important to note, though, that you can't do that against every team, right? It's only against other teams that also kind of want to run with you and will let you play in space. And I also want to say, too, that Cal is just so full of crap, but I don't care. It'd be nice if he just admitted that he was like, well, Alabama's a team that operates in space, so we could play Big Z. Like, there are Big Z games and there are Yugo games. I'm glad that he recognized this was a Big Z game and then he needed to play Big Z. Um, but also, shout out to Yugo for just playing better. Like, he sucked against LSU. I don't know what it was about that game. He just didn't come ready to play. This game, he came ready to play. He blocked some shots. He finished around the rim. But this was a Big Z game, right? Like, there's... There's some games where you're just they're going to bog it down and it's going to be hard for him. Like Mississippi State, not ideal opponent for Zvonimir Ivasic. But you go, that's his game. Same thing with Alabama where it's like, okay, they're going to play in space. What 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 Z eat? And he he certainly did on Saturday. Nope. You some days you go, Big Z is the way. A little play on their names there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, Cal's quote about like something told me just to play Big Z, and people and people told me no, but I did it anyway. It's hilarious. I mean, it's a hilarious quote that like you're you're the head, and we. I, I like Cal. I say it pretty much every show because sometimes you say you say you. I'm gonna I'm going to make fun of him. But I'm saying as somebody that that likes him. But like, oh, you, the head coach, made the decision to play somebody? Wow. Wow. Way to go. Way to go. Who are all these people, too, that were like, no, Cal, don't do it. (laughs) Is it Joey Palumbo drinking coffee? Joey was probably like inside, like jumping for joy and then was like, you sure about that, Cal? But like, just imagining like the Last Supper picture, and like Chin Coleman is like the one like dragging over Judas, like trying to get to 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 Calipari to not let him play Big Z a lot in this game. I also wonder if Ugo's you know three fouls had anything to do with like all right, you know we got to have somebody out out there. Didn't really work with Burks. Let's just see if Big Z can click. Oh, he clicked all right. That dude is an insane basketball talent. Well, he's raw in some areas, but my goodness gracious, he's got a skill set that has been crafted. Like, obviously, he's seven foot whatever, and you can't teach that. But, like, to be able to do some of the passes that he does and, and, you know, the catch and shoot and the release that he has, he is insanely, insanely skilled. And I really – if there's a way to – we talked about, like, what big would you like to have back – Certainly seems like you would think Bradshaw would be the most likely to come back just based on who needs it the most and who maybe wouldn't have the NBA salivating as much. But I don't know how, if you're an NBA team, you couldn't see Big Z and be like, hey, buddy, if you're in the first round, I promise you we're going to take you. We don't have a lottery pick, but if we can if we can get this 7-2 new-to-basketball freak, I don't think he's necessarily new-to-basketball, but he's at least new-to-American basketball. But if we can get our hands on this guy and see what he can turn into – 
Hell yeah. So I don't think he's going to come back, but I would love to have Big Z for another year. I would love to have B- Big Z be the starter for a year. I'd love to have him play with Jaden Quaintance there on the front line. That would be really, really fun to awesome. watch. He is uh, – he is, yes, he's going to make mistakes, and yes, he's going to get beat defensively, and, and the game is – is slowing down for him, but it's still a little faster. You can tell it's just a little too fast for him. Yeah. But that's where I see it the most is like the physicality, and it feels like he's a half second slow reacting to certain things. It's just like he the the people on the block kind of have their game plan when he's guarding them, and he's just a little slow to what they're trying to do. And he'll catch up to it. I think he's going to be a quick learner. I think he's got a solid basketball IQ. Everything's just a little, probably a little too fast, and he needs to just slow things. Well, he's a little slow, but. He needs to speed things up, but slow it down in his brain, but play faster, but let it look like he's going smoother. Whatever. You get what we're all getting at here on the show. We're we're huge Big Z fans. And what I was getting at was even with some mistakes, he's just so fun to watch out there. And he's huge, and he's a little goofy looking, but he's got the face of like an 11-year-old. It's just uh, he's a fun basketball player to have in the blue and white. I was glad to see him have another nice game as well. He, he is the most polarizing player on this team somehow, a team with Rob Dillingham, and yet you can't take your eyes off Big Z when he's on the floor. And, Roush, I said in the Dash Clips postgame show, and I'm curious your all's two takes on this, but I, I and I, I didn't like my wording. I didn't like it at the time, but I think I said throwaway, or this is kind of – I think I even said wash, which was definitely a bad word to use. But you're just not going to get Justin Edwards going 10 of 10, though. And you're probably unlikely to get Big Z going 7 of 11 because it's probably more likely to be 10 of 11 or 11 of 11 for him. So, you know, that, but I'm, I'm being facetious. But, yeah. like, you're, you, you know, you're not going to get a 10 out of 10 Justin Edwards game. You're, you're not going to get 28 points out of Justin Edwards again. And I'm saying all this on Justin Edwards Day. Matt Sack, take it easy on me. But, like, I think the bigger takeaway would be, one – a lot of that was pretty easy for Edwards. Not all of it. Some, you know, he he made some incredible plays. But how many of those threes were contested? They were almost, I mean, maybe one he had a hand out on him. But the other ones were just open, and which we really talked about. The first one, too. He hit it. It was kind of contested, and he just buried it. And you're like, oh, he's feeling good today. He, he, and boy, was he. Like, no no kidding. But, like, that's what we talked about when, the, when we were talking about the makeup of this team is that, oh, my goodness, you're going to have a great shooter in Reed and Rob and Antonio, that, if, that these other guys should hopefully be wide open, theoretically. And you saw a little Justin Edwards at the four, and maybe there's something to that. Roush, people are going to talk about the death lineup uh, because Kentucky was up by, what, like 12 on Alabama, and then over the course of that span they're up by 30 later in like a six-minute stretch. He scored 26 points in two minutes or something like that. It was what was it? It was Rob, Reed, Antonio, Justin, and Big, and Z. Big Z. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's a fun offensive lineup. I, I, I do think there's takeaways of like, all right, nice to see that Edwards can do it. Good for his confidence. If he's open, just keep letting that thing rip. But bigger takeaways, more nuanced conversations. Do you have something with him at the four? Can you do that in a pinch? What does it mean when Trey Mitchell comes back? But I I love this Kentucky team. They're incredibly likable. They've got their flaws, as we say. Blah, 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 blah. Broken record stuff. I just... my Nothing's really changing for me big picture based on Saturday while so many people are bought back in and I'm happy to see that I guess I was never totally bought out where Mm -hmm. it was a good matchup 
Alabama, they were coming off an emotional win. Kentucky's coming off an emotional road loss. Rupp was kind of feeding for a game like Saturday. And then you didn't waste a great Justin Edwards performance. The stars aligned, and it was beat down City USA. I still think they could lose tomorrow night. Like, I no, still no. think, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I, I don't, no, I don't think, and if they do lose tomorrow night, it's not really going to change my, it, that won't change my, I just, I'm ready for this team to get in March, and I think they can beat anybody. I think they're a team that responds when the lights are bright. I think they're, they're going to respond. I think they know that the tournament's coming. I don't think that they've been taking plays off or anything like that. I'm not trying to suggest that. I think they're ready for March, too. It's a team built for March. They're getting healthier. They're ready for it. We're ready for it. It's a big stage team. Um, and you saw what they did to Alabama so, on that big stage on Saturday. Here, Todd, Todd was rolled. I, I I completely understand what you're saying, TJ. You're. My, I think the reason why I'm a little bit more confident is just I think, a Calipari got a little bit of um, reinforcement in his belief that Justin Edwards could be a guy. And if there is going to be a change, it's just that. He'll give you something in a game or two in the postseason. Now, I but my, my favorite part is just that I, I think Calipari can identify what his team needs, and here's the lineup we need to go with tonight. I think that took a step in the right direction, whereas sometimes it felt like like he was really square peg round hole with Hugo at LSU. There was no reason to play him 32 minutes. That it, it just inexplicable and I think you've you I feel like you've had some games like that throughout the year where there's just some guys where it's like all right why why is he in why is he why is he playing this guy now when there's clearly somebody better out there but while we're getting you're you are correct though in that it's it's great and I've I love that that was the Justin Edwards game and that he got to have his moment it was deserved and it's a great it really is an inspirational story for kids out there who are going through hard times. Like, his teammates had his back. Reed Shepard said, you know, here's my mental health coach that's helping me get through it. Like, that is a great story in perseverance. And I, I'm glad that that message is getting to be shared. But the real story of the game is Reeves, Rob, and Reed were 7 of 11 from 3. Right? They combined for, like, 60 points or something like that. I mean, that's... We're talking three. about Reed and Rob. Reed and Rob. Reed. And then I heard that a lot. I just so can't like, hear their their names together. Even even when you did throw in Antonio, just my my brain goes to that song. That's how that's, you know you got a banger. That's the three though. Like that's your team. Is your those three when they're playing well? You're not when all three are firing. You're not you're not losing. You're just not. Scoots, your thoughts on me saying that, like, you know, I, I think you can only take so much away from this game because of Justin Edwards playing so well. I know that's a weird thing to say. I mean, it is a weird thing to say, first off, but that's kind of the Justin Edwards we've been waiting for, right? I mean, that's that's the Justin Edwards that Kentucky fans thought they were going to get coming into this season. So I, I was glad to see it finally click for him and have a good game like that. But I'll tell you all one thing. I actually just pulled up the box score. Haven't hadn't looked at it quite yet. Big Z had eighteen. Like what? Yeah, he had well, eighteen the four points. Blocks too. Don't don't ignore the four blocks. He was pretty good around the rim. That's incredible. I mean, on the on the radio broadcast, it sounded like Big Z was doing some really nice things. But eighteen points. That's incredible. In twenty minutes. 
It's incredible. Twenty minutes. And, and, yeah. So are we are we done with Bradshaw? Is is that whole thing? Is that ship yeah. sailed? I mean, he played what five yeah. minutes on Saturday. I I just don't know what Bradshaw does that's better than anything that you go or Big Z does. It may be in the Vandy, Arkansas. Bradshaw will have one more like good game for UK, where you know may not be like a great elite huge number game but he'll have a game where it's like hey you know what bradshaw's pretty good brad he, he did some nice things he'll have one more left in him I, I i feel it but yes scoots for all intents and purposes he is the the third big it's clear that they really like ugo and if they feel like they can get a matchup that's not going to be too physical for big z i think that they really enjoy some of what he brings to the table it's, and it's part of the reason why I, I know kentucky was playing in close games and that's probably why you felt like you couldn't do it but we had texters on the Thornton's text line that were going crazy, like, play Big Z more. You may need him. He could turn into something. And a lot of times we would agree with them, but it then got to a point where it was like, all right, we can understand not playing Big Z. Ugo had 36 blocks today. Probably wasn't the game for Big Z. But that being said, like, I really wish we had Big Z for the duration of the season. And two, probably earlier in those games, you should have gotten him more clock, even if he was a little bit of a liability defensively. Just because he he's a baller, he can he can do some special things out there. He needs more minutes, and we probably should go to the Thornton's text line. We probably should. Quick question: Is I'm going to write about this later today? Who um who are some other guys that had late breakthroughs for Cal? Where he kind of uh, Gabriel's the first one that comes to mind. Um, is there any other one that I'm missing where he just kind of felt like square peg round hole until it finally happened? I think Derek Willis was pretty frustrating and then was solidified himself as a pretty key player of that 17 team for sure. Played a lot there. Yeah, I just, um, because like Edwards is better than Winnie and Gabriel. Like, just for like, I'm going through the game log. Like, Winnie had a game where he hit what, seven threes? But going through the game log, he was like six, eight, six. 15, 12. Like, he had a couple games where he got hot, but for the most part, yeah. So, this, this could be a nice, like, because trying to manage expectations, I think he should be scoring around double figures and then have one or two more games where he got, goes crazy from behind three point line. Teague really turned it on. He was always good, but man, he turned it on to That's a whole true. different level yeah. in March and mm-hmm. made that championship run more comfortable with the with the level that that he played at uh, i think about edwards too that i liked at the four position possibly but really at any position like the way he defended he, he has that defensive stance which reminds me of how i have my hands and arms when i'm carrying in like 35 grocery bags like you know you have your like you know he, he keeps his hands up i probably have my hands down but keeps his hands up but his arms are like down at like his belly button level you know And that's the best way to get all the bags up on your forearms. You can have like 30 of them up on that one, 30 up on that one. Um, It probably helps that I've got forearms the size of a four-year-old toddler's legs, you know. I thought you were going to say you've got arms the size of a four-year-old. I was like, yeah, you you certainly do, Teach. Oh, one one way I've upgraded to my bag-carrying game, we have gone towards the, the tote bags just much easier. Than dealing with those plastic things that could fall apart. Yeah, right. The plastics are the best. I, th- those things are great durability. You may get a break one out of a million, but you can have just a bajillion on your arms, and then they make for great poop bags on walks. 
Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have, uh, well, we use them for diaper poop bags too. You can't keep that stinky diaper in the house. That's true too. Yeah. So they're good, but I just, for a, especially um, like getting just your, your bulk heavy stuff. I just trust the tote bag a little bit more. I also trust the input of our textures on the Thornton Stexon. 502-414-1450. It's the number to text in. Stop by Thorns today, TJ. I will. Don't tell me what to do, but I will. Um, Texer says, oh, Woodson has to go, by the way. Shocked how many IU fans seem to be against that idea. Yeah, and the thing that stinks for you, Scoots, is IU has just given up. They're done. They're dead. Yeah, no, and it's it's put me in the camp of, yeah, let's let's just move on. What? what? Yep. Are you, yeah. Yep. Yep. This this happened in, over the weekend. It did. Yeah, I I didn't even get to watch the Indiana game due to being a midway for my doubleheader. <laughs> I looked at the score after the women's game, and I I was done. I decided in that moment right there. Yeah, I'm done. Didn't even have to watch the game to know how embarrassing that was. I it, the funny thing is is I actually so when I was walking into Midway, I texted Gil to record the game for me because it was twenty nine twenty nine. I was like, yeah, can you record the rest of this? I'll watch it when I get home. And then I saw the score, and I texted him immediately. And I was like, actually, you can delete that recording. I'm done with these mother bleepers, and and, and, and we're done with it. So, yeah, no more Indiana for me. Horrible. They have lost eight of their last ten. Horrible. They are tied for last in the Big Ten. I guess second to – or they're tied for second to last, I should say. Although Ohio State has one more loss than they do. So they're a half game out of second to last place in the Big Ten. Awful. And lost eight of their last ten. Holy smokes. Yeah, you put it right. They've, they've given up. And we probably should have known, Roush, when they like struggled with U L that this team was going to be duty. Should have known. Yep. Should have known. But Scoots, uh, I like that you've that I like how quickly you flipped. You were a Mike Woodson supporter. I want to give him another year to now nah, let's just move on. I'm done. I mean, I just I just can't do it anymore. Like if that's the effort we're gonna get night in and night out, I I am done. Yeah. I love I yeah, love really, Woodson. I mean, always will love Woodson. But maybe he's just not the guy cut out for the job. And like he did solid in the portal. He's done solid recruiting. It's not like you can really point to like, well, once he gets his players in, or we, he had Trace Jackson Davis, who was one of the better players in probably Indiana basketball history. Mm-hmm. He, uh, yeah, nothing to show for it. I, I would also think it's probably, and you don't want to be the team that's just got like a revolving door of coaches. But if I'm IU, the the it's up. Like you know, time's up. We are going to be the revolving door now. If somebody can't figure it out in two or three years, we're going to go get somebody else that's going to because we're so sick of waiting for somebody to be good. And with the transfer portal and with this age of recruiting, it shouldn't take long to get things going. Which an update on that now, Roush, nil is the wild, wild west again. Do whatever you want. What what happened? The, the, the court ruling with the Virginia-Tennessee case, they basically they granted an injunction just saying like, uh, Incilla, you you can't you can't you can't, you can't do that. Force rules. Yeah, so do what you want in the nil department. So it's back to being the wild wild west. Hmm. Whatever. Luckily, we've got progressive and cutting edge ahead of the curb, Mitch Barnhart to lead the charge. A texter says, "Do you all think Hurd already has his guy picked out and ready to be hired at the end of the season?" 
So not you and U of L question to start the Thornton stretch line. Uh, I think these are from last week, though. Um, no, I don't think he has this guy picked out. To answer yours. Somebody um, sent in a great uh, recommendation for Cincinnati. By the way, that was Duke's first movie in a theater, too, Migration. So I, I didn't his, – his grandparents took him. So I'm excited to look in when – it, when it comes out on streaming, I'm excited to watch it. I mean, I laughed out loud several different times in the movie. Yeah. I was like, uh, if I'm yeah. – like, there are comedy movies I won't laugh out loud as much as I have for this one. So I, I really enjoyed it. It's like uh, – it's the people who made Minions. So I trust them. I trust them. Yeah, it was, it was really good. A texter says, it's very obvious why Cal doesn't just roll with Reed, Reeves, and Rob. It doesn't take a genius to figure it uh, out. This was yeah. before the game. Definitely um, before the game. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've got some some defensive issues for sure. Cal yeah. takes a victory lap after wins. The media takes ones after losses. Rinse and repeat. Did he have any, like, besides the funny Big Z quote, did he take any shots at anybody? No, uh, no, did he make, no. like, any comment? Like, you know, I'll, I'll hang around today. Because if I'm Cal, I probably would have done that. Like, if he would have came into the press conference and been like, I'm taking more than two questions today. If you got it, I'll take as many as you all have. That would have been kind of funny. If he would have leaned into it a little bit. Uh, he did not, uh, as far as I understand. And the media, there wasn't any. It was just all good vibes Saturday, as it should have been. Right. As it should have been. Yeah. TJ, catching up on the baby monitor talk in the podcast, setting up a phone on FaceTime in front of the baby monitor 100% works. My sister-in-law does it on vacation at the hotel all the time. Yeah, uh, we didn't We didn't end up doing it. Uh, why, wait, like, because why? Well, so... Friday night, we—I mean, everything was late, later than we would have liked to begin with. But Friday night, we went to dinner. We went upstairs. Um, I was going to go downstairs and go to like a convenience store to try to get her some milk and whatnot. Ended up not being one within walking distance. But when I got back, she was like, "Hey, she's kind of in the process of going down. You may not want to like open the door and wake her up right now." Right. So I was like, "Okay, I guess I'll get a beer at the bar." Well, anyways, I bet a live game on the uh, who was it? Sixers and the Bucks and the Timberwolves were the game after the Sixers and somebody. And I was like, all right, I'll make a live bet. I'll get a beer, have something interesting going on. And then so I, I just stayed down there. And I told her I was like, once she falls asleep, if you want to come down here and have a beer, you you should try to bring the monitor or do the do the phone setup. She's pregnant. She, she, she can't have a beer. Well, they have high zeros. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we can rip some shots, do some fireball, just me and my pregnant wife. But she said no. But she was tired. She was like, I'm just going to stay up here. So after I had had that beer and the game ended, I came up and we just went to bed. And then Saturday, what did we do Saturday? Yeah, did you watch the game with the fam or were you separate while Lucy was napping? How did that they, I, I, they met me at the, they, they were just like a little bit late to the start of the game. They met me at like a sports bar near the hotel. And then they were, and then we were all together. Then we went okay. to the movie. And then after the movie, we just watched another movie in the bed. Gotcha, um, gotcha. So, yeah. So didn't, so didn't do the bait, but it's good to know. Good to know that that works. Good. Another texter says, uh, I don't know about you all, but I'll be driving in dead silence when the cats lose. I don't want to hear or listen to anything. Yeah. I, I I'm, I like to put more sports and like flush it out by like thinking of more sports. That's how I usually cope. Um, another text says it's incredibly frustrating for Rob to say Tyler Eulis is the basketball player he looks up to, then learn to watch his defense because he was awesome. <laughs> 
Yeah, initially saw Tyler Hollis, and I was like, who is Tyler Hollis? Uh, happy Would You Rather Friday. Would you rather the Cats win out the regular season but lose the first game in the SEC tourney, or would you rather them lose two of the remaining regular season games but make it to the SEC championship? Obviously, the correct answer is neither. The Cats are winning out and going on a run, but let's get weird today. Did we did really rather... not get to these. We didn't get to any of these texts either. Nope. Oh, man. Yep. Oh, boy. Uh, you okay. yeah, you no, said I'll you were going to do a spaces I'll... to clear it out. Well, I end up running out of time. Um, but yeah, you're right. That that all I, that does all check out now. Okay, well, we'll, we'll read this one, and then we're going to start from the bottom up and, and go the other way after the commercial break. Would I... Win the SEC tournament. Yeah, win the SEC tournament. Because you, you forget about regular seasons games down the road. Yeah, and I said that on Saturday night. I was like, that's the thing we got to remember about this team, is that like even if they were to lose to Mississippi State or the the... March. It's all March. March, 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 March. And if you have a fun SEC tournament run, like I still remember that 16 run. That was fun. That team didn't do anything in the NCAA tournament, unfortunately, but that was a, a memorable run there. Ends up not meaning or mattering for much, but yeah, give me the SEC tourney run. I think this uh, team's going to go on a run somewhere, maybe multiple runs. I, I, I told myself, oh, okay, let's scroll down to the bottom of the text line to start the next segment, and then I just get a the next text says, I have to go to the doctor before I work out is the dumbest and most hilarious thing I have ever heard. Scoots actually did say that. Like People forget that. I mean, it's true. Scoots has some inside problems. Yeah, but he can't like go on a walk because walking is too strenuous. I walk throughout the day. I'm not doing that for exercise. It's, it's fun. Fun? Yeah, if you have a you dog. If you're walking a dog, yeah, I'm sure it's fun. Or pushing a kid in a stroller, I'm sure it's fun. If you're walking down the street or a sidewalk by yourself, not a whole lot of fun to be had there. It is fun. You get to look pop, at pop, things. You get to hear things. In. Listen to something. You listen to something. Taking the fresh air. There's literally no difference between walking down the street by yourself than walking with a baby in a stroller. Absolutely. Like they just, they're just there. Or a dog. It's not like the dog's great company. How about y'all just oh, let me? Just how about y'all just let me live my life, and I'll go to the doctor, and then I'll start working out. Okay. But you so won't. You but you won't go to the doctor. doctor. You won't yeah, go to the not, doctor. You're not going to the doctor. I mean, I have, to, to, the doctor, I have to go eventually. No, you what? don't. When you die, you ever have to go? Yeah. If I don't go sure. eventually, then I will just the, keel over and die at some point. Called the morgue. <laughs> One you're final segment. Dude. Stop lying to our listeners. I like that we're bullying him into exercising. Let's, uh, it's, it's it. going to work. Let's take our last break. We're going to come back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call. Coming up next, go for a walk, but not too far because we'll be back. In the middle of a You know, I was, I was wondering, you know, if if you could keep on because the force it's got a lot of power and it makes me feel like. Welcome back. One final segment. Your Monday victory morning of Kentucky roll call on Big X Sports Radio, ninety six point one FM, fourteen fifty AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Roush, what are you, what are you laughing about during the commercial break? There, you were really giggling. I really was. I really was giggling. Um, it, it, Kyra Elsie, she's not even funny. Like they just, they just stink. They got, got doubled up, lost one hundred and six to fifty three, something like that. Um, Jeff Walls, though, I'll give that guy credit. 
he's hilarious and he has some takes sometimes that just like are like what dude what what's your deal he has some big time kind of hard ass high school football coach in, energy so yesterday um i for whatever reason it, my, my brief moments in the car i was listening to their game and they were winning i thought they were going to pull away they end up losing um to Virginia at home, I, I was shocked. They were up by nine in the second, in the second half. I was like, "How did they lose that game?" So after the game, uh, <laughs> I was just scrolling through on Twitter. It says Jeff Wall said he congratulated his t- team at midcourt after the game for being the team that figured out a way to lose back-to-back home games. And this guy, this WHS eleven reporter Mason Hordoski has video of it, and it is the funniest video, man. He literally has his team in midcourt, his arms across, and he says, congratulations, you're the first team that figured out how to lose back-to-back games at home. 17 years, you figured it out. Great job. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. Like, what a – oh, man, college basketball coaches, they're lunatics. <laughs> it's so funny. Did you of all baseball ever end up winning a game? Um, they blew a seven-run lead. I think they lost that game to St. Bonaventure. They were up seven, and I'm pretty sure they lost. Uh, the Batcats, they went two and one over the weekend. Uh, slow bats on Friday night against Wazoo, but ended up beating North Texas and Texas, uh, Texas, Texas, Texas State, State and Kansas. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, bummer on Friday. They, they still, even not playing well, they still had their chances. And then I guess there's – did Kansas go zero and three? I think Kansas went zero and three, and then there was everybody else went two and one, and they gave the championship to Washington State. What the hell? Is there maybe a run differential thing? Uh, maybe, but even then, I think they kind of got blown out by Texas State. But I could be wrong about that too. I, I don't know how they determine the champion there. Yeah, it's baloney. Give it to Kentucky, darn it. Um, but regardless, two and one—that's that's fine. Uh, I, it probably should have been three and zero, oh, but that's that's okay. You drop games in baseball, Roush. The dream undefeated season. We can put the forty and zero shirts away for another year. Wait, so Kentucky went two and one, and Washington State went two and one, and Texas State. I'm pretty sure went two and one. But Washington State lost to Texas State, and Kentucky lost to Washington State. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I would. Kentucky beat Texas State. That's that, yeah. They got to they got to go by run run differential then or something. And, and maybe they maybe they did. And Kentucky still wasn't the the top dog in that. But I don't think that that would be accurate just based on my old Twitter eyeballs and what I saw. But uh, there's your UK and U of L other sports roundup. Hey, the softball cats are doing well too. Yeah, yeah. They the competition was light, but they went a perfect five and zero this weekend. Um, and UK Rifle qualified for nationals. More important question: Did you all see the video of Cam Newton taking on three dudes at once? Yeah, maybe if you joined in on your radio show for the duration of two hours, you would uh, you'd know that. Well, but but yes, yeah. but yes, was- yeah. Did you, do we know why that happened? That that's one thing we did not have an answer to. I don't think anybody has an answer to it, but I just love that his hat stayed on through it all. Like, and he looked totally unfazed the entire time. He's a, big, he's, a, enormous he's, he's a big fan of the exotic hats. Um, the the Batcats, they have Western Kentucky come into town on Tuesday. That's a 4 o'clock start. Get out there. Uh, looks like they're doing a fish and wildlife giveaway, so that's fun. And then they have Lipscomb come into town for the first weekend series 
at KPP this weekend. So you would hope uh, a 4-0 week for the Batcats, but we we shall see. So that's um, what they have on deck. One uh, one other thing. We we did get official spring game dates and all that. Um, that's not going to be for a while. One thing that I really want to happen happened at Nebraska. The football team did a dunk contest during halftime of the basketball game. How cool is that? We we need to get some of Mark Stoops' boys out there dunking basketballs at halftime of the basketball game. Yeah, we talked about that too, man. I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. We didn't say, yeah. We didn't, I, we didn't talk. We, we, way, we, yeah. didn't talk, we didn't talk about that. Uh, that was great about Nebraska. It's a genius idea. It's, that, that would be cool. I, I bet you'll see a lot more of that. Because you have great athletes on the team that, I mean, I remember. It's in, injury concerns. Yeah, but like they have injury concerns when they sprint for conditioning. Like Ooh. this isn't, maybe you don't try to jump over Mark Stoops. Like one guy tried to jump over Matt Rule. That probably wasn't necessary. Um, but like seeing Nick Haynes when he was, before he was diabetic and he was like 320 doing windmill dunks. That's awesome. Like sign me up for that for halftime entertainment. Yeah, no, it's a great idea. I'd love to see it. Uh, hopefully, Kentucky will do it. I say you do a football player dunk contest while students storm the floor just to really up the injury risk. Mm, yeah. And then it's yeah. really dangerous, but you get more points if you complete the dunk as you like dunk over six people or seven can, people. Can I also just say, too, suck it to all the people who are like, yeah, well, Caitlin Clark and Filipowski got injured this year. Injuries used to not happen. Bull crap! It happened all the time. There was a dude from Alabama that punched a fan in the face two years ago. Like this is this is not new. Just shut up, you idiots! You and idiots. you're just so stupid. It just it, it college basketball media. There was another one who was calling Indiana the Notre Dame of football. Notre Dame's been to two college football playoffs. Like what? Who are all these idiots that get microphones in college basketball? And like, if they're that dumb, TJ, why don't we get to be on national television? Because we're smarter than all of them. They're all morons. It drives me nuts. Hey, buddy, I hear you. I hear you. No, it's all right. It's uh, college basketball media is in a in a in a tough spot, unfortunately. But hey, we're here. You can always you can always listen to us. Uh, we'll, we'll say silly things, but usually it's in, on purpose. Usually, not always. Like not always. Like the. We're going to work from the bottom up. A texter says, Scoots, the problem with IU is they do not get Indiana kids who would die to put on that jersey anymore. They get poached by other programs. That's just not true. Uh, it is true. Yeah. Every every good recruit I, – I, I said this last week on one of the shows I was doing, but every good recruit that I have wanted from the state of Indiana the past, I don't know, seven, eight years, aside from Romeo, every single one of them has gone to Purdue, and that's got to end. Well, I, and th- I think their point is one that probably is valid, where it's almost yeah, – they, they talked about the Alabama, the Nick Saban discount, where you can get away with it because there's that – I'm going to play for Saban. Like, it means more. Like, Indiana doesn't have an Indiana discount. There's not just this inherent, I've got to play for the, the Hoosiers sort of feel. Nope. Yeah, kind but of like part of the – kids in Ohio State. Part of the reason I just don't really buy that, Scoots, is because, like, then why in the off-seasons haven't you been saying, like, hey, we're getting killed by Purdue recruiting. This isn't acceptable. I mean, I just haven't said it. But, uh, I mean, for 
probably close to a decade now. That's exactly what's been going on. But you've gotten good players. It's just not. It's just not true. Yeah, you've but gotten not, good players. But not from the state. Aside from Romeo, aside from Trace Jackson Davis, we're not getting those top talent Indiana guys anymore. They're every single one of them are going to Purdue. Whether it's Trey Kaufman Wren two years ago, they're getting Jack Benter this upcoming year. He goes to Brownstown. That kid's going to be out of control. Good. I mean, it's every single kid. There's the one hot name in Indiana recruiting right now is Trent Sisley, and I have already prepared myself for when he picks Purdue. Even though Indiana's hot on his tail, I've already mentally prepared myself for him to go to Purdue because that's just what's been happening. Mm, I, I, I disagree a little bit with you, but that's fine. You know the scene of Indiana basketball better. I just don't know them getting three-star Braden Smith is the death of IU basketball. Oh, no. No, Braden Smith, yeah, he's he's not – he doesn't fit the example. Scooch was too busy pulling for Purdue to make him some cash to watch Indiana. Scooch is now a Kentucky fan. Welcome, buddy. Uh, Welcome. Purdue and Indiana played on two different days this weekend, so good try. I will say, though, TJ, it is – your observation about Northern Kentucky – it's wild that NKU is that way. One of my wife's friends from Ohio went to school at NKU, and she just hates Kentucky because she dealt with so many Kentucky fans. I don't think we have that same problem in southern Indiana. There's, it's not just like you cross the river and you see Hoosier stuff everywhere. It is, it is more than you think. Like it, you know, I'll hardly ever see IU stuff when I'm doing an appraisal in Louisville, but I mean, it's probably around a 50% chance if I'm doing one over the bridge that it's going to be IU stuff. How would you divide the fans up in Southern Indiana scoots? Like 60% Indiana, 25 Louisville and the rest Kentucky. Is that fair? I would honestly, I'd probably say pretty close to a third, a third, a third. Really? Yeah. If I had to guess. Yeah. I would say so. It's significantly more IU and from what I've encountered and experienced. It's funny that you all bring this up because when I'm over when I'm over here doing games in Kentucky, it seems like every gym I go into, I will see one Indiana fan. There'll there'll be that one old guy that's rocking an Indiana jacket or an, an Indiana hat. Every single game I do over here, there's always that one Indiana guy. And I always gotta do the awkward thing like, Oh, Brave of you to wear that in enemy country, and we have a good laugh and move on. You, we don't really, really register IU fans anymore. Oh, I know that. No. Yeah, it's I like a newy pooey hat to us now. Yeah, for sure. It's like what? What? What's that, Grandpa? Oh, <laughs> you don't have time to tell you the stories. DeAndre Liggins was a late bloomer. Eh, not really. I mean, he probably just made a few more threes. I mean, he, he started becoming more. Cons- he started becoming more consistent. Yeah, and Roush, you're right. Maybe he just started hitting more shots from outside. But he was a lockdown defender from day one, baby. A texter says, "Who would he had played at LSU? It was too physical bit for Big Z and Aaron. Who would he had played at LSU? Um, he would have played." Big Z and gone small and took the big white guy away from the basket. That's what he would have He played. had Big Z in there for that stretch, and they got a foul call on him. But you sometimes you just got to let it roll with Big Z. Let him get a foul call. They, let him try they, to figure it out. When they put in Big Z, they did that 10-0 run right before half. That, that's my thing. It's like sometimes you just play in space. Get him in there and let him play in space. And as Nate Oates said, 
after the game, you know, people talk about their defense. Does it even matter if they're just going to outscore you? A texter says, why is Cal full of crap on the Big Z quote? I'm confused, question mark. He didn't say someone told him said no. He said he got pushback. It doesn't mean someone said no. Oh, who cares, Texter? It's the yeah. same scenario. Like, he's, he's he's in there in the meeting room, and he's like, guys, I think today I'm going to play Big Z mo- more. And somebody was like, no, pushback, pushback, pushback. No, that didn't happen, Texter. No, it it didn't. didn't. Yeah. Like, you can't and, believe. And, like, that's just words. And maybe it was one assistant who was like, ah, this ain't going to be the game for him. Maybe that was the extent of the pushback. But we're just laughing at Cal thinking he had this like bright, this light bulb idea that Big Z was going to have this big game. He could be totally right, Texter. But if, it, if he is, then keep having these light bulb moments because we, we loved it. It was a funny quote. We're, we're not crushing yeah. Cal for it. We're just having fun with it. Chill out. Kansas UNC balls two years ago all get dismissed in a big way, but this one was huge. Well, Roush did say at home specifically. Yeah, yeah, like at Rupp Arena. Um, Yeah. And I actually remember the Tennessee game at Knoxville more so than the other one because that one was was such a stunner. I remember I got ice ice cream at halftime of that beatdown of Tennessee in 2022 and was – like everybody was just like, man, we've got it. Like this team's going to win it all. And you felt that way. Um, and then they started to get injured, and everything got all messed up, and then they lost to St. Peter's. That was a fun one until then. Are the Fire Cal whiners happy for the win or worried that it made Cal look good and messed with their he's so dumb and can't coach narrative? My, yeah, my the, favorite the, the, people are the ones that say they're not going to watch. There was somebody legitimately 15 minutes before the game said, I'm not watching. Like, why, would you not, why would you not watch the basketball game if you're not busy doing something else? I get Life happens. You you got stuff to do. You can't always. It's not always appointment television. But like, if you're a Kentucky fan, what else are you going to do? You know, you're going to watch another college basketball game. No, you're watching the Cats. Well, and if you're not that big of a sports fan, that's fine too. Then go on with your life. But we we've only got another month, and like you know, we've only got about six more weeks of this stuff, and then it's the great the great drought. And nobody likes the great drought. I get UK basketball can be frustrating. I agree with you, Roush. The people that are like, it's too much for me. Well, you're a loser. Sorry. Is Gil real? Get him on the phone sometimes to prove it, if so. He's real. We met Gil. Fried pickles and hush puppies. Nice. Two of my favorites. Which fish fry did you have? Do you have rolled oysters? Uh, yeah, we got oysters at St. Paul as well. I'm not. I had a couple, just not as big of a fan. Uh, the hush puppies are really good. I don't know what they, but like they're stuffed with something. It's not just like there's other stuff in there. It's it's pretty awesome. So I think we do a pretty good job. They also do the pickle spears, and normally the pickle spears fall apart. These do not. So I'm a, I'm a big fan, big fan. A texture says the guy from Silicon Valley, Bill Gates. Yeah, I should have said Dinesh from Silicon Valley. The show. The show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Danny DeVito is one of the birds too, correct? He is, yeah. Uh, what's the guy? What's Dinesh's actual name? I'm gonna pull it up here. Yeah, uh, Kumali Ali Najani. Kumal Nanjani, yeah. So we'll just go with Dinesh from Silicon Valley. I've never bet on rivals. It sucks to root for them. That's true. I figured that out. Uh, Agree they can probably do something to delay court storming five or ten seconds for players to get off the court, but nothing worse than Filipikowski acting like he was storming Normandy. ESPN made it look like saving Private Ryan trying to get him off the court in slow-mo. It was so outlandish. It was such a – I'm glad you, you thought the same stuff. And like them carrying him and you have like some of the other teammates like, get out of the way, get out of the bleeping way. 
Get over it, Duke. Duke's such losers. I mean, I'll always root for that program to to lose. I don't want people to get hurt. Obviously, uh, I guess they're having the MRI come back today to see if he's okay. Caitlin oh, Clark survived her horrific court storming accident, so I'm hoping Flipikowski would be definitely okay too. stuck his leg out and pushed the person. Of, of course, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, also, these are kids; learned- they make mistakes. He doesn't deserve to get hurt because of it. And we can be we can do a better job with security if we want. But Roush, you nailed it. If they want to do a better job, they will. If not, people will just yeah. keep crying and whatnot. I did learn Hunter Salas plays for Wake Forest. Remember when he was too afraid to go to Kentucky? Couldn't go to UK. All right, we're out of time. Everybody, thanks for texting in. We'll try to get to to the ones make up for it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Game day edition tomorrow. See you later.